Well, let's take a look at some stuff. I, I, it, some of this stuff is just so amazing, and I, I'm just so thankful that, uh, you know, the Lord has given us, you know, a Bible. We can go look at these things. Otherwise, we'd just be beating our heads against the wall and not knowing what's really true. Okay, uh, let's go next to, uh, I'm going to go to the New Testament here before we look at uh, what happened here in the Old Testament. Now, in the New Testament, I'm going to go to the book of Hebrews here, because we're going to look at, we've heard of Mount Sinai. Okay, Mount Sinai. But what's so funny, I'd like to have some pictures here, but you'll have to build your own pictures in your mind. But there are some wonderful pictures of this, that drawings and whatever. But Mount Sinai was when the children of Israel, when Moses let them out. Okay, they got all the way out. They went through the Red Sea. That thing was parted. You know, it wasn't shallow water. It was a real place. Anyway, then they finally get to uh, Mount Sinai. It's only been two months since Pharaoh has been totally wiped out, okay, in all these plagues. But anyway, uh, something happened here at that mount that I want you to see. Now, let's, in the 12th chapter here, the book of Hebrews, uh, uh, the writer here, he wanted us to, in the scriptures, he wanted us to hear something about this. Uh, let's see. Let me get down here to it. Okay, here we go. All right. This is Hebrews chapter 12. I'm getting down here to it. Yeah, hang on a second. We're right there. Look at this, verse 18. He said, you have not had to stand face to face. Now notice this, with terror. Terror? I thought God is love. In 1 John, yeah, God is love. But it's not like the hippies talking about the Vietnam War. You know, God is love. You got to go back and get the whole story here, you know. All right, they were standing. He said, you've not had to stand face to face with terror. What's all this about? Now, look at this. Flaming fire. What? Darkness. Terrible storm. As the Israelites did at Mount Sinai when God gave them his laws. What was going on? Wow. Well, remember, think with me. Here's creation. God created everything in, in six days. Now, Adam's here doing wonderful. And all of a sudden, remember, it went downhill fast. Well, in the third chapter, just standalone chapter, everything was great. Chapter 1, chapter 2, Genesis, chapter 3. <gasps> and he gets pushed out of the Garden of Eden, the presence of God. He's, something happened. Well, God told him in the day you eat of it, you're going to die. Well, he didn't die until he was 950-something years old. Something died, the ability to be in the presence of God. And it's so, it's so important to understand this <clears throat> because that helps you contrast when you see Jesus and the angels show up at his birth and they're saying that those shepherds and all the lights turned on out in the middle of the nighttime and this choir singing, you know, peace on earth and goodwill toward man because right here it didn't look like there was too much goodwill. Well, that's right. So you've, you've not had to stand face to face with terror, flaming fire, darkness, gloom, and a terrible storm as the Israelites did on Mount Sinai when God gave them his laws. For there was an awesome trumpet blast. There was? Yeah. We're going to read Moses went up there and God said there's going to be a long trumpet blast. Make sure everybody comes to the foot of the mountain. Well, the whole mountain was on fire. It wasn't consumed, but it was on fire. The place was shaking. Everybody was scared. Okay. Anyway, that people begged God to stop speaking. 
They staggered back under God's command that even if an animal touched the mountain, it must die. And it wasn't like, well, hey, I'll take care of that animal. No, the animal got killed on its own. Just like when David, remember David, they were carrying the ark. This was about 600 years later. David, King David's trying to get the ark of the covenant into town. And one of his best soldiers, the ox stumbled and it started to fall. One of his best soldiers reached up there to touch that ark to save it from falling and he died. And the Bible says that David was angry with the Lord. Well, I'd be a little ticked off too. You know, like, man, Lord, come on. It's, there's a reason for that. Now watch this. This puts it all together. Verse 21. Moses himself was so, was so what? Let's see. He was so frightened at the sight, he shook with terrible fear. See, we don't realize why this was so important. And this is why, okay? But the cool part, going back and seeing that this incident happened, God was trying to be with you and I. He was. And He selected the Israeli nation because it was a promise to Abraham to show the world that there really is someone who created all this. I mean, all mankind was doing human sacrifices, making up their own gods and doing all this kind of stuff. Anyway, look how quick it is. Moses shook with terrible fear. But you, this is you and I today, we're in the Bible Belt. Now we truly do know God is love. Well, the only reason we know is because we get to look through that cross. Because it wasn't that way. We've come right up to Mount Zion. Now, no, we didn't, but yes, we did. It's the heavenly Mount Zion. The, actually says so here. Yeah, there it is. To the city of the living God. Look at that. The heavenly Jerusalem. Now, remember, God handpicked Jerusalem in the Old Testament. And we eventually hit some stories about that. They were going to the promised land. That's what it was all about. Look at this. And to the gathering of countless happy angels. Praise the Lord. I don't care what your trouble is. Man, we have come right up that mountain. Even if the mountain was blazing, it is blazing today with the glory of God. But you're welcome in there. Hallelujah. Because Jesus took... There was no way we could have any sacrifice on our own to please the Lord. And it's not so much that, well, I'm happy with this. No, we couldn't approach God. Anybody that ever saw God was going to die. It would just kill you. Countless happy angels. And to the church, that's us. Composed of all those registered in heaven? Praise the Lord. You're talking about having to go to the, the Madison County and get your car registered. Bob, you know, well, they got a database that says Bob Lipscomb. Well, there's a glorious database where your name's written. Hallelujah. Registered in heaven. And to, look at this, to God who is judge of all. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's what I've been afraid of. See, even sometimes today, we as Christians, even though we know about Jesus having died for us, we still think there's a back door to this thing. God's going to go, well, you know, Richard, we got special information on you. Ho, ho, you have been some sort of less than best Christian. No. 1 John chapter 4 says, in the day of judgment, we'll have boldness. Well, not me, maybe you, you know, maybe Dustin and Houston, but not me. I, no, me. And if I don't understand that, it says I'm not... Perfect, I'm not perfected in love. In other words, I don't believe. And that's where the verse comes from. God is love. And he that believeth in love, you know. That's why the next verse says, in the day of judgment, we'll have boldness. See, stuff is too good to be true, but it is true. Look at this. 
to the God who is judge of all. I mean, isn't it nice just to know that all the bad stuff's out of the way at front? Remember the Jesus. See, Jesus, when he was here, now he was in the Old Testament too, but when he was here, he knew in three years it's fixed to be over with. Here comes big old massive crowd. Too many people. That, no way you're going to get in there. All of a sudden, the roof gets tore up. Here comes a guy paralyzed. How spiritual is that? Well, it's not. But do we have to vote on it? He's paralyzed. You think about that. That's lights out. You can't do nothing after that. But these guys must have known there was mercy. They had heard Jesus was not healing every third one. He was healing every one of them. So four of his friends lowered him down in front of him. And guess what the Lord said? And this is so important for us to realize too. The Lord, the guy didn't even say anything. Here he is, boom, right in front of the big crowd. He cut in line. But Jesus says, son, what did he say? Your sins are forgiven. I'm sure that was on this guy's heart, even though he was dead set on getting made well. But the Lord told him, hey, look, just lest you forget, don't ever, don't, don't, don't even think this is close. Your sins are forgiven. He was basically saying, I'm going to take care of your legs in a minute. Wow, of course, you know what he did. People got mad. Who is this that can forgive sins but God only? Well, that's who Jesus was. He was God. And Jesus made fun of that situation. You know, he said, what's easier to say? Your sins are forgiven or to rise up and walk? But show that I got the power, the Son of Man, to forgive sins. He turned and said to the guy, hey, get up, take your bed, and get on out of here. <laughs> he did. Woo! The judge of all, oh no, ah, wait a minute. And to the spirits of the redeemed in heaven, already made perfect. Wow, whoops, went away, didn't it? We'll get it back. <clears throat> already made perfect. And to Jesus himself, who has brought us his wonderful new, let me scroll down here to it, hang on a second. Ah, Brought up his wonderful new agreement and to the sprinkling of blood, which graciously forgives instead of crying out for vengeance as, oh, here's a fable. No, it wasn't either. Adam's first two sons, Cain and Abel. Cain killed Abel. Wow. But anyway, <clears throat> so let's take a look here at, oh, one more thing here. I want to go to the book of John here. Let's us know what's going on. Book of John right here to start. John actually mentions this right at the start. Let me get down here to it. Yeah, bear with me this morning with this limited mouse capability I've got. All right, look at verse, uh, yeah, verse 14. And Christ, King James Version says the word, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Anyway, Christ became a human being and lived here among us and was full of loving kindness and forgiveness. Boy, that's a big contrast to and some of us have seen his glory. The glory is of the only begotten Son of the Father. Now that glory, it, it doesn't mean, oh, it's just glorious. It was so strong, you couldn't look on it. Matter of fact, Moses, we'll see in the book of Exodus, when he would go up there and talk with God a little while later, another time up the mountain, which was about three weeks later, uh, or less. When he came down, he didn't know it. Everybody was going like this. Because you couldn't look at Moses' face, it was glowing, you know. Anyway, John pointed him out to the people telling the crowds, this is who the one I'm talking about. Someone is coming greater than I am. Oh. Oh, he's, he's, he's existed long before I did. Well, no, Jesus, was, he, he's only 30 years old. He was always here. He became flesh. Explain it. Can't explain it, but trust me. 
He's been around. We've all benefited, look at this, from His rich blessings. Now watch this. He brought to us blessing upon blessing heaped upon us. Now what does that mean? Just say you were going to heaven. He forgave us. That's not all there is. Watch that pocketbook. Watch that automobile. Watch that laundry machine or whatever. Watch whatever you're doing. Everything as a Christian is going to turn around. You don't think I pray? I don't think you understand these blessings. These, you are so untouchable. If you go back and focus on what happened during those ten plagues, twelve, whatever you want to call it, when God totally annihilated Pharaoh. Remember, not even a dog barked at the Israelites. There was no darkness. There was no lice on the Israelites. There were no flies. There were no frogs. It was fantastic. And Jesus, absolute back then, still Jesus, the Lord had said, I will make a difference between those who do not have me as their God and those who do. That's a wonderful difference. Like Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is called the soldier's prayer. Wow. Why? Well, you fixed to go into battle. Some chaplain or some soldier or some officer must have figured it out. For over the years, at least in World War II, it was referenced as being the soldier's prayer. Probably further back than that. Abraham Lincoln and whatever. <clears throat> this is who I was talking about. Someone greater, far better. We've all been benefited. Okay. Blessing upon blessing. Look at this. For Moses gave us only the law with its rigid demands and merciless justice. Now you'll be able to see something here in just a moment. We're just going to show that mountain on fire and whatever. All kind of stuff. And he goes on and says, no one has actually seen God, but of course uh, his only son has. And uh, <clears throat> Anyway, and John was saying I was a witness. Okay, so uh, when you go back, all this stuff, you don't have to be a theologian because most of the times theologians are focused on, well, we like to consider why the book of Genesis. No, read the book of Genesis. Just read it. We've pulled our way so far back that even in the book of Exodus here in a moment when we see something, it's like, ooh, God's serious about creating this earth in six days. Well, yes. Just amazing. Okay. That's the reason he wants you to rest on the, on the Sabbath day. Now, I understand we do certain things or whatever, and we're not under obligation today. Jesus even said so, because they were going through the field, and some of his disciples were getting this and rubbing the corn together, whatever. And they said, oh, you're working on the Sabbath day. And Jesus said, hey, look, you know, if your donkey falls in a well, don't you get it out on the Sabbath day? And he said, uh, <clears throat> it's okay to do good things on the Sabbath day. But the important thing about the Sabbath, when you go back and look, the Lord says, rest on the seventh day, because I created everything in the sixth. Well, Lord, I'm sorry, but we believe in evolution. That's just mythological. You just were in. He was not inferring nothing. He created this. That's how. When you think about creation, you should not even worry about your problems. You're like, praise God. God created all this earth, heaven, and everything else. And praise the Lord. Man, he's going to take care of my problems. But when we don't look at that and we don't hear the truth, we're, we're thinking, well, I guess I'm on my own. All right. So anyway. Book of Exodus. Uh, let's see what we got here. Let's start down here. At uh, uh, We just got them out of Egypt. We'll start at 18 here. Exodus chapter 18. Uh, we're going to skip that one. Hold on a second. We clean this out right here. All right. Here we go. Now, change should switch. I'm going to go to 19 here. 
the Israelis arrived at the Sinai Peninsula. We've heard about it. Yeah, because a lot of stuff going on in the Middle East right now. Hello, and now you know why. <laughs> okay, months after the night of their departure for Egypt. So here's the time frame. Three months. Had been long. I mean, there is no Pharaoh left. He got killed. After breaking camp, it will just say Decatur, whatever, at the base of Mount, you know, uh, Montesano. Okay, whatever. This is a real place. They set up camp there. Moses climbed the rugged mountain to meet with God. So far, what's going on? Now, remember, this is six million Jews. Only thing they know about God is what they just saw him do to Pharaoh. Okay. Now, they also realize, hey, we're free now. And they're getting this food every morning. And remember, they were being killed. The oldest, whatever, the, any, any baby boy was thrown into the Nile, okay? And they were under hard, you got to go back. It's almost like, well, I feel sorry for Pharaoh. Boy, the Lord, would you hold on? Stay with the book and the details. Pharaoh was trying to kill all these guys. They said, we got to stop the Israelites because if they ever have a civil war, they're going to join our enemies. This is in Exodus chapter 2. Uh, then they're going to attack us. Let's, let's figure out something. That's Genesis 1, Exodus 1, excuse me. So now they're out. And they're learning about God. They don't know anything. So anyway, Moses climbs up on the mountain and God called to him and said, Give these instructions to the people of Israel. Tell them, you've seen what I did to the Egyptians. Oh well, yeah. And how I brought you out to myself. Look at this. As on eagle's wings. You know, he didn't hang them out to dry. Praise the Lord. Now again, why do we have the details? He's going to take care of you too. He's going to take care of you too. Uh, and now if you will obey me and keep your part of uh, keep your part of this agreement, uh, he said, you're going to be my own little flock from among all the nations of the earth. For all the earth is mine. Well, I'll say so. He created it. And you'll be my kingdom of priests. Now, where have we heard that before? Well, that's in the New Testament. When we accept Jesus Christ, we become part of this kingdom of priests, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Wow. They all responded, oh, we're going to do everything he asked of us. Yeah, right. Didn't last long. Okay. Moses reported these words uh, of the people to the Lord. Then he said to Moses, I'm going to come to you in the form of a dark cloud. Oh, really? So let's get the details of this. Because this event happened. He said, I'm coming in a dark cloud. Now, we've all seen this. You go, woo, it's dark out there. Well, okay, so we, we, we can kind of picture this. Now, watch this. So that the people themselves can hear me when I talk to you. And they'll always believe you. Now, they were having trouble. Every time they had a little bitty problem, they would go, we want to go back to Egypt, you know. And the Lord was trying to help them. Why was he doing it this way? Again, if they didn't have the Lord, their lives were going to perish. It was going to be horrible. Now, remember, they're out there. There's no Holiday Inn. There's no nothing. There's no Dr. Pepper machines anywhere. They're, the Lord is sustaining them, basically, in a desert. So here we go. So, uh, go down and see that the people are ready for my visit. Sanctify them today and tomorrow and have them wash their clothes. Okay. Then the day after tomorrow, I'll come down upon Mount Sinai as all the people watch. Really? Set boundary lines lines that the people may not pass and tell them, beware, don't come up into the mountain or even touch the boundaries. Whoever does shall die. Wait a minute. Where's this God is love stuff? Remember. Jesus didn't die in vain. We, you have got no approach to God. Jesus said, I'm the way and the truth and the life, and no man comes unto the Father but by me. Well, you're just being arrogant, Jesus. Come on. He's not being arrogant. 
God had to die for you and I. There was nobody that was ever going to be good enough. Was no, you couldn't ever be good. You couldn't do the best thing in the world to redeem yourself. So anyway, here we go. Don't, don't even touch that mountain. Whoever does is going to die. No hand shall touch him. Look at that. No hand's going to touch him, but he'll be stoned or shot to death with arrows, whether man or animal. Where's that arrow coming from? You ever heard of angels? I mean, I mean, I tell you. Wow. Stay away from the mountain entirely. Man. And see, if you were honestly reading the Bible, you wouldn't have a problem with this. Because you're reading through, you'd have read the stories, you'd have found out all the prophets later. They said, I am uh, prophet Isaiah. I prophesied during the time of so-and-so. And if you used your head, you'd go, oh, what happened during those times? Oh, that's when they were about to lose their kingdom because they were a bunch of idiots worshiping other gods. And then you would have floated over there and hit Matthew. And you would have heard the story about Jesus. And you'd have heard what he did. And Matthew alone, he had been on the cross by the, the, the last chapter, second to the last chapter. And then Mark would have been a repeat. Luke would have been a repeat. John would have been a repeat. The book of Acts is what happened after these people found out about Jesus and what they did. And then you have the epistle. You would have put it all together so beautifully. But we have to have help to misunderstand it, you know. So you'd understand why this was going on. So here we go. Stay away from the mountain until you hear the ram's horn sounding one long blast and gather at the foot of the mountain. Now this was not some little beat buzzer. Bzzz. Hey y'all, come on, y'all wake up. We gotta go meet God. Are you kidding? The ground was shaking. The Bible says in a moment, we'll see, the people were trembling. Oh my goodness, it was awesome. So he told them, he told them to wash their clothes. He told them, get ready for God's appearance two days from now. Don't even have sexual intercourse with your wives. Now they didn't know, oh, God don't want you to have kids. Or he, don't want, he don't want you to have no fun. He created man. First thing he did for man was create the woman, okay? And he said, be fruitful and multiply. Again, that's not the point here. <clears throat> There's just something greater going to take place. And in all, we should be getting ready to go over there. Okay, on the third morning, the third day was a terrific, wow, now we can picture this in your mind, a terrific thunder and lightning storm. Boy, I've seen some doozies, and I'm sure you have too, and we all run for cover. Or even if we don't have to, we like watching it at a distance. God, that's awesome. Well, this was right on top of them. A huge cloud came down upon the mountain. Wow. And there was a long, uh, loud blast from the ram's horn, and all the people trembled. They weren't like, well, I don't bother me. Man, don't bother me. Man, everybody was scared. We already read Moses was scared. Moses led them out of the camp to meet God. And they stood at the foot of the mountain. All Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because Jehovah had descended upon it in the form of fire. Now remember the Bible tells us that by one man's offense, death reigned. Adam's single sin alone is what created this. You know, Otherwise, you could just go back to the Garden of Eden and God came in the, in the cool of the, uh, of the evening to visit with Adam. Hey, where are you? You know, of course, God knew what was going on. We don't know that. But boy, it's different here. Mount Sinai, look at this. Oh, Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because Jehovah had ascended upon it in the form of a fire. The smoke billowed to the sky as from a furnace, and the whole mountain shook with violent earthquake. Man. As the trumpet blast grew louder and louder, and I've been with Dustin and Joy, watch them with 60 other trumpets, and it can be piercing, but this was a lot worse than the million-dollar band trumpets. Let's see what we got here. 
Okay. As the trumpet blast grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God thundered his reply. Now, you know what's interesting? Right before Jesus went to the cross, Jesus was talking with hundreds of thousands of people were around him. And uh, <clears throat> Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'm going to draw all men to me. That's what he says. Where you get that verse? If I be lifted up, you know, <clears throat> I'll draw all men to me. Anyway, and, the, and Jesus had said, Father, glorify thy name, you know, with the glory that I had. And all of a sudden, a voice from heaven said, I have glorified it and will glorify it again. And the people said, I think it thundered. And others said, no, an angel spoke to him. And then Jesus said, this voice wasn't for me. It was for you. I'm telling you, we have thrown out all the miracles. We have not watched any of these things take place. It's like we don't even believe Daniel in the lion's den. We don't even think about the burning, fiery furnace. We go, that's mythological. I mean, sure, they must have had asbestos on, you know. I watched a thing on, I was just looking to see if somebody had some information like, uh, like I, I, pres- I like looking at the real details. And this British guy, bless his heart, you know, he, had a, he was a theologian. He was trying to reenact the burning bush and, and thinking, well, there, was, there, there has to be a missing element of heat that's not there. So he had this bush in his grill and was going to try to show how it was possible to not burn the bush, you know, with fire and it would still not be, you know. I'm like, come on. You can see where they're going with this. They don't believe any of these miracles. It's all some sort of natural phenomenon. The star above Jerusalem, you know, or Bethlehem. It was, it was really a comment, you know. No, it was a star. It was right there. I mean, you talk, I mean, it, it stood, oh, it, you had to be able to tell it's over there. From this angle, it's over there. It, it was an awesome sight. Okay. So anyway, so here, let's see. He went up on the top, where did we get to? Yeah. Yeah, the trumpet blast, he, he, he responded back with thunder. So the Lord came down on top of Mount Zion and called Moses on top of the mountain. Moses ascended to God. Wouldn't that be scary? Place is on fire. I'm going up in here in the smoke. But the Lord told Moses, go back and warn the people not to cross the boundaries. They must not come up here even to try to see God. If they do, many of them are going to die. Even the priest on duty must sanctify themselves or else I'll destroy them. Notice they said, I'll destroy them. That's because sin can't be in the presence of God. But not anymore. Something's happened. Yeah, thank God. But anyway, but even the cool thing I like to see is no matter what, God was still trying to be in the presence of these people. And he had made a way for it to happen. Okay. Anyway, notice Moses said, hey, look, they're not going to come up here. God, they're not going to come up here. They're scared. We'll stop right here at the end of this chapter. You can go read the rest of this for yourself. We'll pick up a little bit later. But anyway. But you won't come up into the mountain. Let's see. But the people won't come up to the mountain. Moses protested. You told them not to. You told me to set boundaries around the mountain and to declare it off limits because it's reserved for God. But Jehovah said, go down and bring Aaron back with you. Aaron gets to go. (laughs) I'm sure Aaron was like, oh, okay, I'm coming. Because Aaron knew. Aaron was there when, just months ago, when he had to go speak with the head guy. Mr. Egypt himself, and Aaron was the one that struck the Nile. Aaron was the one that lifted up his rod. It was Moses' rod, because Moses was too scared to do it. And he lifted up to all the reservoirs, and they all turned into blood. And he's the one that threw it down, and it became a snake. So Aaron's like, okay, yeah, I'm glad for the invite. So anyway, Jehovah said, go down, bring Aaron back with you, and don't let the priests and the people break across the boundaries to come up here, or I'll punish them. So Moses went down to the people and told them what God had said. 
Oh, and I'd like to go into, I'm just, I'm just going to say this right here though. Oh, here's the next, here's the next, uh, the next thing God told him, you know, you know, not going to have any other gods before you, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, he's going to invite all of the, uh, the Jew, all of the, about 70 up to, up in, in the mount here in the next, in this next chapter here. And they actually get to eat a dinner before the Lord. Which is kind of it's kind of special, but anyway, we'll stop right here, uh, and we'll pick up next time. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you today that we realize, praise the Lord, something has happened. You've always been trying to help us, but because of sin and the things that what happened with Adam and anything we've done too, we just <clears throat> we had no approach to you. But now we do, praise the Lord. Countless happy angels you said over there in the New Testament. And all the things Jesus did to millions and millions of people. So, Father, we just thank you today. If we're not feeling good, you're going to make us well. And if we're hurting financially, praise the Lord, you'll take care of that. Hallelujah. And if it's something else, it doesn't matter. You're the God that created everything. You'll fix that. And that didn't leave anything left but for us to go out and make track records of how you're blessing us with your presence in our life. For us in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow.